And we are on the air. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, I just, you know. If anyone listens to this podcast, maybe they'll be like, that guy can sure do some voices for short periods of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the voice acting is there. Strong with this one. <laughs> Strong with that one. Um, I don't know if I can do like crying suddenly, but oh, we'll see um, at a different point. Um, welcome back, uh, everybody, <laughs> <laughs> um, to BF Goggles, where um, we talk about things that we want to talk about. <laughs> Indeed, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this is interesting. Um, I know sometimes we talk about a lost season because there is a lost season, and so this is technically, I believe, the second time we are talking about this together. Um, I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're probably right. But I, you know, I could always be wrong. I could just be creating uh, mountains out of phantoms. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, you know, um, I'm excited because I kind of forgot about this, or like my memory of this show was that it like was good, but it wasn't like good, good. And then I watched the third season and I was like, Oh, this is actually kind of well written. <laughs> Wait, what? The third season it took you to get there. Well, I just feel like there's like a lot of other reasons to be like into the show. And so like, maybe I like hyper-focused on those, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and it's, like, funny, because we do this introduction as if you don't know what we're talking about, but then you see the episode title, so you know what we're talking about. Right. But anyway, um, we're going to talk about Harley Quinn, <laughs> season three. <laughs> the unveiling. Um, the unveiling. <laughs> the unveiling that is already known. Um, yeah. Um, and so, you know, um, this is the animated DC. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, show um uh and you know usually watch it on hbo max if you're like trying to watch it someplace Mm. um and so we're we'll obviously reference things that happened season one and season two like you know because for plot reasons but we're not gonna like go through it kind of really um i feel like what are the highlights uh harley broke up with joker she like searches for independence, creates her own uh, group of villains to like wreck mayhem, um, and then you know this like progresses throughout a couple of seasons um, with different levels of intensity. Mm-hmm. And season two ends with her uh, romantically solidifying her relationship with Poison Ivy. Mm-hmm. Um, there you go. There you go. You would just watch two seasons of Harley Quinn. I like how um. you did not talk about Kite Man. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, actually, there was somebody there that kind of was, like, in between them, but he's gone, mostly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, I definitely did not. No. I was trying to do, like, the most succinct, right? Like, what's the main highlight of season one? What's the main highlight of season two? Right. Um, so, yeah. Um, I don't know where we should begin hmm. with this. Hmm. Well, let me ask you, because 
we're not really going to talk about the first two seasons, but like, what is it, what were the things you were focusing on in the first two seasons that like it took season three to make you say, oh, it's well-written? Okay. Okay. I think I should clarify. Um, Sometimes, okay. What does well-written mean to me in this like moment? Mm -hmm. Um, I think well-written like in the context of, you know, these, like, shows that are kind of, like, gruesome forward, right? Like, the really, like, bloody action series that, like, have, like, humor, like, as, like, the main um, hook, like, for the narrative, right? So there's all these kind of, like, you know, we're in a DC universe, but, like, they're doing these jokes that, like, um, aren't taking the DC universe as seriously as, like, maybe other iterations do, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. and so I feel like that's, like, part of, like, the charm, right? Like, you know you're going to go in. You know it's going to be gory. You know that it's going to be kind of, like, these, like, ha-ha jokes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like sometimes um, well-written means, like, really believable characters, mm-hmm. right? Um, or, like, the characters, like, in, in believable characters, the characters are, like, growing in certain kind of ways, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're believable in, like, the plot arcs that they're doing. Um, and it doesn't feel forced, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like, a really good example of, like, kind of forced uh, character arcs is, like, Riverdale, which, like, no one's surprised about, right? Um, oh. But a lot of those characters, they, like, act in ways that aren't true to their character they act often like for like the plot's sake Mm -hmm. right so they'll do something that like really feels bizarre and out of character and it's like just for like the drama of whatever plot arc is like going on Mm -hmm. um you know and like riverdale's not like high art or like whatever but um yeah like that you can kind of tell like when you're like wait like would a character like all of a sudden do this like this doesn't make sense to me right Mm -hmm. like that's usually something that's like not quote-unquote well written Mm. um and then i think in harley quinn season three um there was actually these moments that were like not only hyper believable but also like really smart jokes Mm -hmm. and really smart jokes that felt like integral to the universe and didn't feel like baby in the sense of like they were just doing it to 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 show that they were like progressive mm-hmm. um so i think one of the first moments that like made me like be um kind of leaning towards this was during the award ceremony which we can talk about um so there's like this moment where um you know uh, Harley and Poison Ivy have to go to award show, and Harley um, has gotten like best like villain couple for like years with Joker, right. and so she like really wants to be best villain couple with Poison Ivy to kind of just like you know further validate the relationship. She doesn't need the validation; like she's not going through relationship anxiety, but she's just like we're badass people. Everyone knows it. Like we have to go do this thing. Mm-hmm even though it's not Poison Ivy's kind of, like, gig, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, in the middle of it, they, like, honor... They do, like, an honorary villain award, and they give it to Catwoman, right? Oh. And, like, Catwoman does this, like, immediate, like, 
criticism of villains like in the moment Mm -hmm. and she's like you only gave this honorary award to me because i'm like i'm black and she's like one i'm like not even a villain and like two like black mamba's been here for like years you know and like (laughs) she has this like really quick like but also really real and believable reaction Mm -hmm. right that like doesn't feel like maybe that's a new texture for catwoman in that show right Mm -hmm. But like, but like, didn't feel outside of the show, mm. right? Um, and it was funny, like the way that they placed it. It was like, oh, this is funny, like what you're referencing, like the context of it. But then also, like, it is kind of real to the reality, right? Mm. Like, it's not outside of the scope. And so I was like, oh, that's like a really good moment. Mm. Um, I think another really mo- good moment, um, like in terms of like humor but believability, um, is when uh catwoman is like kind of over batman briefly um because they like focus like the season is really like catwoman and uh batman's relationship kind of uh is pushed to the forefront and um they're like she's like broken up with them and then um harley goes really casually like no kind of preamble like thank God you're released from the hells of hetero- heterosexuality or something, right? <laughs> um, something along those lines. And I was like, that's really funny because that is like what like a queer person like might say. <laughs> 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 like, we're going to congratulate you, but like you're no longer like dealing with that. You right. know what I mean? Um, and then it fits kind of Harley's character. And then like also it fits the world. And then like, again, like in another environment that kind of writing could feel really like baity or like trying to be like we're cool i'm a cool mom right (laughs) but in harley quinn it doesn't feel that way it feels like very like natural and so that is my long preamble into why i think some of the some of the things that aren't about relationships which we'll get to later but i think it's like why it's well written the third season yeah i don't remember those moments as clearly the in first, the second season, in the first season. In the first season, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it seems like the like the first two seasons like have more, way more like build up and like, oh, you think things are gonna go this way, but like, I mean, if you ever do check out the first two seasons again, I think there's a there's a way in which they're in my view. I think I mean I think the whole se- series is well written, but mm-hmm. I think it's well written in the like brand that Harley Quinn has been kind of driven into since like the live action shows and stuff of like this is how we deconstruct like a superhero universe Mm, and like mm, this mm. is how we spin it in a way that's like unique to the kind of storytelling we can have in dc while also like sort of keeping the dna of like the more adult like movies Mm -hmm. and also like doing something funny because there's a you know harley quinn is a comedy show Mm-hmm. And I think even, like, her movie, like, Birds of Prey was really, really fucking funny. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. I don't know. We haven't ever talked about it. We might. No, we have not. I, I think I mentioned that Birds of Prey has probably one of my, like, favorite um, action sequence choreographies. Like, oh, in just the, in general. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Oh. oh, in Birds of Prey, I was like, I was like, wow, you really captured Harley's... Um, chaoticness right with with her like like you know out of control um precision and like acrobatics yeah right 
right. Like, oh, yeah, that whole fight sequence in the uh, clown. Oh, I mean, I was just like, there's so many. There's the one where she's like trying to break through, like, like the bank or something. She's like somewhere, and like she starts it by like blowing like party, like party dust or something. Oh, in, in, their the, faces. in the police uh, station. Yeah, in the police station. Oh yeah, and, like, that that's was all, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, so and then there's that other sequence where um, she like breaks the guy's leg. And she, like, like you know, like, action sequences, they're supposed to be really cool, but sometimes they're, like, supposed to be, like, you, like, can th- you can imagine the physical, like, you groan, right? Mm-hmm. You have, like, a groaning reaction. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, like, don't have it often, right? Because mm-hmm. um, they're either, like, they're either so fast to show dominance or, like, there's, like, something else intricate going on. Mm-hmm. And, like, when she broke that guy's leg, I groaned. I was like, I was like, oh fuck, not like that. <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, they also like don't have so much. Um, one more thing about, I guess, the, we should maybe discuss Birds of Prey, but like, you know, they don't, they don't, um, they don't spend so much time doing all the superhero effects. Yeah, and so things are uh, things have to move like at a slow pace because it's all sort of live choreography, which yeah. is not something you get very much anymore. And it's like, you know, that's some of the stuff that like makes like like 60s like kung fu movies incredibly rewatchable it's just like watching people in sync doing fight sequences well like yeah it's very um it's very rewatchable and like eye catching and like beautiful and yeah there's there are like sequences in harley quinn where maybe not like the epitome of smooth and like that probably goes to harley quinn's fighting style but like yeah recent recent fight sequences incredibly well done maybe i would only say like john wick does it slightly better <laughs> oh interesting i actually haven't seen any of the john wicks but um um anyway <laughs> <laughs> you made like a really good point about like the incorporation of like the movies right and like you were saying that the um the movies and all the other materials um and then you were um sorry before we leave Birds of Prey, what I wanted to say is, like, we have to acknowledge that Margot Robbie has, like, basically changed Harley Quinn with, like, her performance. And, like, mm-hmm. is the origin of this, like, animated series. And, like, has, like, I think about, like, what, like, how would Catwoman be if Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman got to live and breathe across multiple universes, right? Mm-hmm. Um yeah (laughs) yeah but also like if they hadn't done like the catwoman movie that tanked catwoman oh holly berry we love we love i do but i'm i do too i like i'm not saying like yeah holly berry wonderful um yeah genius i i'm just saying like the price point (laughs) that they didn't get that they wanted like kind of ruined but it would be nice to go back to i mean the catwoman that has come out of the three seasons of um, Harley Quinn series, like is a really great version of Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, although you know, I have said multiple times, like Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman, Queer Awakening for sure, among others. But among like, others. definitely like a moment of oh, but like, um, I really do appreciate love, love to see, want more of Black Catwoman. Yes, uh, yes. I think I don't. I don't. I I don't have anything against Anne Hathaway's Catwoman. It just wasn't. 
it what she wasn't doing all the things that Catwoman can do that yes. like like um this Catwoman does and it, especially when you see like the way she treats Bruce in this season it's, it's so good it's so good <laughs> yeah. it's so good and also like um like you know the movies like it, they only give you sort of the uh, even the most recent Batman, which we have discussed, like yes. that relation, like that Catwoman, decent, okay. I mean, not like, not like disdaining Batman in the way that I really want her to, but maybe that's just like, oh, you need time and like maybe a few on and off again moments to like get there. Right. But like this Catwoman is um is really realistic as someone who has been like on and off with bruce wayne multiple times only cares about stealing shit like really enjoys being a cat burglar right and is like is a cat yeah yeah she it's interesting because like you know one of the things i love about michelle pfeiffer's uh catwoman is Mm -hmm. that like she like takes catwoman into like a kind of um she just toes that line of like like morality and chaos like really really well and it's a little bit like i guess like unhinged is the word you know i don't know if that's the best word to use but like it's like that kind of Catwoman, and we like don't often see Catwoman out of control yeah or you know what i mean like like that's kind of not like part of her thing so it's a really great interpretation um it feel like it would feel weird to have Catwoman like that i guess because harley quinn has kind of um been transformed into like holding more of those kind of uh elements you know like the vengefulness Um, no i was thinking like more of like um this like flip between um because right like uh, in this animated series and i think in um suicide squad i haven't seen the second one but Mm -hmm. um like you know, like Harley will like go into psych psychiatry mode, right? Oh, She's right, a psychiatrist, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And like she'll be like really smart and like really like whatever, and then she'll like go back to chaos, right? And she like kind of vacillates between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And that's a little bit of Michelle's Piper's character. It's like poise, and then like kind of like I'm gonna electrocute myself because I have nine lives, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like so, so like this one, there's like a way to lean into Catwoman, which is like I only care about luxury, right? And I only care about like sensation, sensualness, um, which I think that this Catwoman is like leaning on. I, you know, I try to give, I try to give these more recent Catwomans uh, the benefit of the doubt, where I think that they were like not well written Catwomans to begin with, and so. <laughs> <laughs> And so, like, if, like, that's what you had to work with, you know? Like, you didn't have a lot to work with. Um, And, yeah, yeah. This one, this one actually, I think that's, like, a great point that she, like, embodies more of a cat, right? Like, she is, like, I do things what I want. I'm bored with you now. I'm, like, kind of, like, never giving you, like, above this, right? right? Like, I'm not laughing or smiling or... I'm, like, emotionally distant, right, in this, like, particular kind of way. Yeah. I mean, it makes Um, me wonder if if it's because she's freed from being the romantic interest and, like, mm -hmm. the foil of the, of Bat, like, Batman's direct romantic interest and, like, foil. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because she doesn't have to do that in, like, the Adam West versions, 
like Eartha mm. Kit is just amongst like the rogues gallery right and like has some sort of sultriness but isn't like you know the um isn't basically like the bond girl right right like her identity isn't like uh dependent on her relationship to batman right yeah which is, bas- yeah. Which is basically the other two like yeah um even though the most I recent I don't one know is if i would say that for michelle pfeiffer's there's an aspect of it that's like like she has like a reactionary quality to batman but it's like the ones that I don't think do the best job are the ones that are just, like, have to get all of their, like, development off of just, like, re-reflecting off of Batman or, like, mm-hmm. responding and reacting to Batman. But, like, right. Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman, I think, responds less to Batman, actually, if you watch Batman Returns. Like, what she's responding to is Selena Kyle and Bruce mm-hmm. are the ones that are sort of, like, more reacting to each other and, like kind of developing and then that like corresponds into their relationship as batman and catwoman but anyway like those are them yeah i totally agree i think i was talking about specifically just anne hathaway's and zoe kravitz's catwoman yeah those are the ones that as the two most recent ones yeah yeah and they and they don't get like all of their development seems to just be coming off of like reacting against meeting and like having to deal with batman and it's yeah. just like I don't, I don't. Maybe it's just like I don't appreciate your character development if you're telling me that like you become a better person because you met this man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like actually, I hate that. Like I would prefer you to just make your own decisions and me buy into it being like your own and not because like you're a plot device. Yeah. Um, and well, I was like, as we and we should just like kind of finish this. Catwoman thing because that's what we're talking about um uh and it's interesting because like even it like as you know because they have the um they have the musical number um that they do where they kind of realize that they both want different things which like sets up the breakup which was like a great weird moment yeah um kind of out of nowhere but like um you know it ends with like, Catwoman is so interesting because, like, she can have that kind of, like, I need to be by myself. Like, I don't need this clingy-ass man, like, mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she, like, does the act of kindness at the end, right? Where she, like, steals... Um, she appears to steal um, Bruce Wayne's mother's pearl necklace because it's on display. Because mm-hmm. they're, like, kind of, like, trying to capitalize on that tragedy mm-hmm. um, with, like, some weird movie. Right some weird autobiography movie um you know and it appears that she's like doing something like at the expense of 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 bruce and batman you know batman Mm -hmm. and then like she ends up giving it to him at the end right Mm -hmm. and like from that point of view it's not like it's not like like narratively it's not like oh she's like still has feelings for him right Mm -hmm. it's just like she can hold that complexity she can still do something that's kind mm-hmm. right um while still doing it in the way that she wants to which yeah. is maybe at a distance right right um yeah yeah and she's um like stealing is the fun part like having it is like less fun yeah she's just gonna yeah. sell, sell it anyway or yeah, that's such a good yeah, that's such a good thing. And we get more of her this season, right? Mm-hmm. From my memory, we like she like appears before, but she's like kind of in. 
she's kind of integral as like a B plot line for this season, which I think yeah. is really nice. I mean, they're in her house in in the throughout. I think the whole show and yeah, like being in her house maybe causes hijinks for um, Harley and Ivy, but it, it's like um, yeah, her her storyline gets more uh, more time than it she did in the first two seasons for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, um yeah. and I think that also shows the like kind of like believability of like how these characters are re- written right it's like mm-hmm. we didn't spend that much time with her but like we knew her well enough that like her remarks at the movie theater or at the award ceremony and like you know her interactions with Bruce all made sense right you know what I mean like there was like that could have been really unbelievable because we like haven't seen her as mm-hmm. much as other characters. And it was like, so believable. Right. Um, I didn't even need to rewatch the two seasons to like believe it. So, yeah, I, I fully thought that like this whole season was going like before I saw it, like at the end of season two, I had the suspicion that it was just going to become this crazy love triangle between wonder woman, Superman and um, Batman. Because oh. I think at some point there was like they're they're all stuck on the roof and like Harley, <laughs> what is it like the pheromone thing? And then they all like who know like you just leave them on the roof, but it's like there's no way that That's something didn't happen. But you so don't really get to see it, and actually you don't really see too much of Superman other than like Harley and Ivy being in um, his place in the beginning. Yeah, the Cave of Solitude, or I can't remember. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. and then, um, and then I don't even think you go, you don't see like too many of the Amazons or or uh, Wonder Woman at all, really. But no, and it like kind of makes sense, right? Because like the, um, what what shows are often not good about is really understanding how to write relationships after they get together, right? Um, and so you know, a lot of the time that needed to be kind of given, and I think why they ended up having this, like, um, palette cleanser B-plot of kind of, like, just Batman and um, Catwoman mm-hmm. is is because they, like, really wanted to focus on, like, does Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy work, mm-hmm. right? And, like, what is their struggles being together after kind of, like, intensely, like, you know, getting together right um because what we didn't talk about is in season two um poison ivy is in a relationship with kite man who's like a d villain right a d-list villain is how they reference him um and um you know he's supposed to be just like a really a really nice sweet regular guy um, who for some reason is a villain and (laughs) and they are they're almost get married and um, Harley Quinn, uh, kind of hook, no, not kind of, she hooks up with, um, Poison Ivy, like, at their bachelorette party, and then yeah. ends up crashing, and it ends up crashing their wedding, right? It's kind of season two's, um, arc. And so they, like, get together at the end by, like, making Poison Ivy a runaway bride. Right. And leaving, and leaving Kite Men at the altar. Well, um, wait, no, he says he doesn't want to get married. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that? Oh. Yeah, yeah. They have the because the whole wedding gets wrecked because uh, what is it? Harley's like, I'm gonna be the best like maid of honor oh. I can possibly be, but then she's paranoid and or everybody thinks she's paranoid, and it's like, no, you were right. Commissioner Gordon is actually 
like using the wedding to try to arrest everyone. Right. And then it basically all go like literally goes up in flames. And then Kite yes. Man is like, I am sick of this. Like you're you don't want to be with me and I don't know why I'm trying so hard. And then uh he leaves and then they're like, Yeah, <laughs> he's right. Like I, I think her, her, I can't remember what Ivy says, but she's basically like, Yeah, you know, this whole time it's been you. Um, wow. Yeah. Okay. I thank you for the correction. I I have not watched it recently, and no, no, yeah. it's a it is clearly a blur. Um, but yeah, and so they run away together, and so you know their relationship, um, like the universe has them as long standing friends, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so like when uh when Harley kind of breaks up with Joker, Poison Ivy's there to kind of, like, support her in, like, that kind of first, like, separation moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting because, you know, there that's kind of, we get the friendship and then we get kind of get this, like, sexual moment and then it's, like, they've, they, they narratively haven't, like, s- like seem to consider each other in terms of that for like long term Mm. and so season three is like really like okay like what does it mean for these two characters to be together in the long term Mm. um and so like i think that that's why there's like not as many um returning like big characters like superman and the amazons and like all of that and you get like like smaller introductions like dark or right darkwing Oh, yeah, Nightwing. Nightwing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I was like, that's not it. It's Darkwing Duck. Um, you know, like, Nightwing, like, is introduced, but, like, you're not, you're not getting, like, you know, someone, like, major, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's not even, like, the, the Mad Hatter appears for a second, right? Like, not, not like, this kind of, like, big requested supervillain of the, like, series, right? Right. And it's so that you can kind of get the time and attention on the relationship because they're re- they are uh water and oil mm. in a lot of ways <laughs> mm. um i like that arcane reference uh yeah, of course. <laughs> i mean i think there are i i thought like ocean master showing up was interesting i liked the aquaman movie and like i like aquaman so i was like happy to see this like little like side quest with um king shark King Shark, yeah. Yeah, something, yeah. Something. So King Shark, um, he has to go back to uh, underwater because of, like, uh, secession issues, and then his brother, and then he murders another one of his brothers, and, <laughs> like, Ocean Master's there, and that was very interesting, um, also very funny. Uh, but he shows up really briefly. Swamp Thing, I think, shows up in that, and he's, like, an ex of heart, uh, Ivy's. Yes. And then... and. I liked his character being like, I don't even know what you would call him. Like, uh, like almost a tech. He reminded me of a tech bro. He was yeah. somewhere in between. Like, uh, he was like, yeah, just like new age tech bro ish. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, I like would, I would classify him as like, 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 like hip, like modern hippie vibes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hipster. I don't think hipster because he like was like right he's about connecting with nature that was right. like a part of it right he was like an emotional softy which is why he gets like super attached to frost really fast mm. um and it was all like like framed in like emotional intelligence mm. 
And my concept of hipster is mainly probably because of where we went to school. (laughs) It's like, you know, irony, cool. True. (laughs) Hipster does not fly. We will take like new age tech bro. Yeah, with new like age all the tech 20, bro. Yeah, all the twenty cent words like read the read the most recent like business. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, they're they're you're right. I think a lot of the major like villains don't show up again, and that makes sense because it gives Harley and Ivy more time to like focus on their relationship and not just sort of be reacting to the the newest like crisis of the day. Right. Uh, and I, well, I guess the crisis of the day is really more like um, the thing going on with Two Face and uh, Commissioner Gordon. But then that also gets sort of like lumped into what's going on with Joker and his new family, which yes. I also really loved in this um, season. Like Joker's development since season two has been so good, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was just like, "Wow, I did! I never expected this." I love it. I'm happy to see it. And like anyone can change. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's like a really interesting thing too. Right. Is that like, you know, Joker is kind of like a mega villain. Right. And like narratively like has like a, a redemption arc in some level, you know what I mean? And like his episode that like starts as if he's on a 90s sitcom and it's about like him becoming mayor and Mm -hmm. it's like him dealing with like domesticity but like also being like who he is Mm -hmm. right um and all the tendencies that he has right like it was such a good like it was such a good episode and we like love that like you know like his platform is like free healthcare and like (laughs) all this like socialist stuff and he's like what like i was anarchy like i was anarchy do you not think that like i wasn't into these things just because (laughs) i like was a little like you know because i I wanted to destroy everything yeah yeah i was i was yeah i was i was anarchist before but like anarchy like has a spectrum and so like (laughs) like (laughs) this is where this is where we're landing is Mm -hmm. like socialism okay (laughs) and i think he does Um, it just to get back at like the like it all stems from like his um stepson and like the school board and being like pissed at the lady who like is like the soccer mom i thought that was so good (laughs) Um, yeah it's so good because it's like yeah like you know can't like like oh my child isn't getting opportunities and so i have to do it in this other avenue and so i'm gonna become uh mayor which is a realistic thing that parents would have to it's like this show is really like down to earth and it's like in its topics Mm -hmm. and for being like a, a superhero show it's um deeply invested in sort of like the problems of any day in America. Yeah. Despite yeah. And like I... not being oh, technically ahead. in America or it mm-hmm. is in America, but I mean, it's like, you know, metropolis and um, Gotham. So right. Right. It's like alternate. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, like one of my favorite uh, scenes in the episode is like, you know, him trying to figure out if his son is going to like be a part of that, like music camp or something. Mm. Um, and then like, he like meets the, um, receptionist like whatever mm. and he's like hey you 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 got um 
you got the list? Like, can I see the list? You know what I mean? <laughs> and she's like, oh, Joker, you know I'm not supposed to show you the list. And it's like, but he's like so charming that it like works. You know what I mean? And like, it's like not about like charm that's like sex based, right? right? Which is like often sometimes the way that those characters are charming. Mm-hmm. Um, they do like this kind of mild um seduction that could be consumed considered cheating depending on your your point of view mm-hmm. um and it's just like it's just like no like he just is charming mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um and charismatic is current, yeah it's currently in his sweet his sweetheart era right <laughs> and like he and he and he and like harley took time to get to being civil but they're kind of more or less civil with each other and like have moved on Mm-hmm. And like that's something like going back to um like Kite Man and um Ivy. It's mm-hmm. like I'm glad that Kite Man was the one who said I don't want to get fucking married because like um or I don't want to marry you anymore because it's like if that hadn't happened and Kite Man showed up again which he does at like the the uh, the award thing kind of briefly um you would pro- you could see how it could get co- totally side railed with him like trying to get back with her. Instead of just being like, I'm done with you, and I have a girlfriend who we all think is imaginary, but turns out to be real. Yeah. And, like, and like yeah. she's, like, she's like super sweet, right? <laughs> like, like, it's, like, a great... I remember her introduction, and we don't know that she's Kite Man's girlfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. And this is, like, you know, um, Harley and Poison Ivy, they're going through a lot of conflict, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Harley is Chaos Incarnate. And Poison Ivy is really framed, um, the way that I understand her is, like, strong Virgo tendencies, right? <laughs> she, like, needs a plan. She's really detail-oriented. Mm-hmm. She'd rather do, th- she'd rather take care of everything herself because she's struggling with, like, trusting people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, and, like, you know, she wants, she wants things to be, she wants to have control, right? Mm-hmm. And she, and, like, she's a little bit order intensive um, and like a framework versus a chaos and order. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, even though she is a agent for revolution, the way that she wants to go about it is like very step by step. Mm-hmm. And so we see it come to heads, like Harley's spontaneity mm-hmm. and need and like kind of a constant need for change and constant kind of, inspirational movement going forward Mm -hmm. versus this and so this is like a moment of conflict between the two of them um because they have such different styles of living in the world Mm -hmm. and you think that this um woman that she meets at the award ceremony either way that i read it is that like this is going to be someone that she feels a lot of similarities to Mm -hmm. and by feeling a lot of similarities to kind of is like oh is this my new romantic interest right right um and that's like i feel like so typical in like um romantical romantic uh shows right Mm -hmm. is that like someone who feels more familiar or feels more safe um then becomes the uh rival or the 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 tension for the romantic relationship to like get through Mm -hmm. and it was like oh no this is kite man's girlfriend and like y'all are just like now friendly with each other Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. she was like oh shit it's you (laughs) like oh you're the fucking ex yeah 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 well and that's like that's like what kite man was the the first two seasons is like he's the safe one 
And it's mm. like you could maybe read Ivy as having like a crush on I'm uh, Harley the whole time, like mm. or like at least understanding that she's somewhat attracted to Harley, but is definitely not going to go for that because like she says later, it's like you're not safe and I can't trust you with my feelings and and then it like takes them um like I think three more episodes in season 2 to to for Harley to be like yeah, I need to be better. Or like yeah. I still care about you, and then like the third season, you know, is is a lot of like, here's here's how we both need to grow to make this work. Or and it's um it's very good at like digging up interesting like ways in which they could they could break up like this could be a problem, but they're both so like willing to adapt and communicate that it kind of works out and then they also like come together in a lot of ways behind like enjoying being villainous to a degree or like wrecking shit or like being chaotic um and so i don't know it's just uh yeah like you were saying like stories like stories often fail at showing relationships after they get together but in a lot of ways this this show is really thriving on tinkering with that yeah, I think, you know, um, one of the, I think I like maybe texted you or we like talked about it briefly before mm-hmm. recording this, but you know, I really feel like it's one of those things where um, they decided that they care about each other enough to make it work. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting because, you know, their impulse often is to compromise something about themselves mm-hmm. um, f- to make it work. And like, mm-hmm. It is, like, them trying to adjust to that sense of, like, what do I need to compromise? And I feel like at the end, the result is, like, you don't need to compromise because I love you. Right. Nothing. And, like, and you know, like, and, like, I care about you enough that, like, we will get through whatever we need to get through. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, Because, like, you know, where they kind of end the season is, like, a big divergence. So, the big, so, going going back, the, the beginning of the um, series starts kind of with um, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy on their honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Um, they, like, end up, Harley Quinn ends up having the surprise and they go to Poison Ivy's, like, Lost Eden or yeah. Last Eden or something, yeah. something like that. <laughs> um, and it's, like, you know, her first attempt at kind of doing her like wild um nature restorate restorative practice right mm-hmm. um and harley kind of inspires poison ivy to not give up on that dream right mm-hmm. um and she's kind of like we can make that dream happen i can make that happen i can support you um i want to support you mm-hmm. and so you know there's kind of no need for there to be a bigger villain in some ways, because Poison Ivy is actually the in-game villain for this season, mm-hmm. right? Um, and she becomes the villain because she is villainous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and she also, like, there's a moment where they, like, kind of diverge. Their interests, like, change, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the series kind of ends with Harley actually, like, saving people throughout it for various different reasons Mm -hmm. and then kind of getting an enjoyment for care and for justice and for being a hero Mm -hmm. and Harley kind of like ends here like wrestling with like her 
associating with villainy and like that being her old self and then having this like new interest and then dating her super villain girlfriend (laughs) (laughs) yeah so harley goes into full like anti-hero mode yeah exactly and so like you know like she's going through all of that and then like kind of poison ivy is like kind of finally being recognized for her the like her capabilities right Mm -hmm. which is like something that's why she wants to work alone it's kind of why she wants to be off the grid for so long because Mm -hmm. like people aren't like she doesn't have the same kind of respect that is like she deserves right and harley mentions that like people should respect you more you're like amazing and so as harley is anti-hero and as poison ivy is becoming super super villain Mm -hmm. um you know they're not like they're not like um these things can't coexist. Like you mm-hmm. can't, you can't go save people, babe. Mm-hmm. Right. Or like, you can't go be super, super villain, babe. It's like, we're going to still have our goals and desires and our wants and our needs. And we're going to talk it out and we're going to love each other through it. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, instead of like relationships as sacrifice, it's like relationship of like, no, we're going to aggregate and, we're gonna like like uh be the puzzle pieces that we need we're not gonna like start cutting off pieces of ourselves to like make ourselves fit yeah yeah it's like very much like like you are the whole person that i was that i wanted to spend my time with Mm -hmm. and instead of like causing you to like you said like cut like sacrifice something i want you to maintain that whole personhood Mm mm-hmm you know, and it's like wild because like heart, like you know, Poison Ivy is actually like at the cusp of kind of living her dreams, and Harley has switched, and Harley like doesn't want this anymore, mm-hmm. right? And she like sacrifices herself because she knows that like if she does, Poison Ivy will love her enough to do every like to return everything back to normal, mm-hmm. and in that moment. That could have been a really deal breaker for some relationships. Right. You know, like you thwarted like my big plan. I thought this is what you wanted. Right. And they like often talk at, in a ways that like is ripe for miscommunication or mishearing each other. Right. And, and then like, like narratively, because they are so trying to work through being so different, you know, she ultimately can't stay mad at her. Mm-hmm. Right. Because she's like, well, this is the only way, like, you did that because I wasn't listening to you. I wasn't hearing you, Mm -hmm. right? And so, like, it's, like, interesting because, you know, like you said, the show show seems really invested in the everyday, right? Mm -hmm. And this is, like, one of those things where, like, even though they're kind of, the antics are, are, uh, uh, like, larger than life, um, like, their issues are actually, like, really like mundane right right yeah um so good yeah (laughs) and sometimes i mean and it's like you know it does it it's like even though harley is like literally like a very um talented therapist and like very erudite and educated when she and like very knowledgeable in like psychotherapy and psychology she doesn't use it all the time to like fix the relationship a lot of it comes down to like her knowing how to talk to someone Mm -hmm. and like also 
Harley, uh, no, I, I mean, I don't think I, Ivy necessarily knows how to talk to someone, but I do think she knows how to listen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, between the two of them, they kind of can have that space for each other and make it work. And it's also like, uh, you know, Harley also like treats, has share, like gives the same space to like, to a lesser degree because they're not like her romantic interest, but she like does that work for like a lot of the people around her. So it's not like this is something that only comes out when she's talking to Har- uh, Ivy. It comes out when she's like talking to King Shark or like Clayface. Like she's a very supportive person. And then like you see her sort of willingness to like support somebody and help them like work through something, like really come to the forefront with. Um, her newfound relationship with, or her newly spawning romantic relationship with Ivy. And it's like in the first season or something, you see how that went poorly because like she probably did that for Joker. She basically did do that for Joker and he used her for it. But it's like, um, for whatever reason, that doesn't happen with um, Ivy. Uh, And they have, they both have much more, healthier relationship with each other than they did with their like previous people not because and not because like kite man was toxic but because like um like ivy was so scared of probably so scared of being hurt that she sacrificed like she she changed herself into something more um average in order to like avoid being hurt because she's (laughs) deeply afraid of being hurt and then like uh Harley gives her the ability to be like more unique and more herself. And then on the flip side, like obviously, like, like I just said, Harley was the super supportive girlfriend to Joker to the degree that she didn't have, he didn't let her have an identity. And then like she got out of it for the first two seasons and nearly tries to put herself in the same position this season early on. And it's just like, no, we're not doing that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I also want to like condemn, condemn, commend. There it is. Commend and condemn. <laughs> you didn't <laughs> like, realize they were so close until I just did that. Um, I was like, that's not right. Um, commend the show and doing is that like, you know, um, one of the okay. So one of the great things about '90s Batman, right, is the introduction of Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. But I also think that one of the great things about that ba- that Batman is that like. Catwoman's also really good, right? Like, they had fully realized characters that, mm-hmm. like, people maybe unwittingly, un- yeah, unwittingly, um, like, compare other iterations to, right? Mm-hmm. Depending on, like, what their introduction to that archetype was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Poison Ivy in a lot of iterations, she is always, like, plant sexy goddess, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like it's, like, something around her sensuality, you know? Some people, like, really focus on her eco-terrorism, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and then they, like, kind of... She, like, has a ha- harder edge, maybe, but she's still usually, like, wrapped in sensuality and sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love this iteration of Poison Ivy, and she feels so complete, you know, this mm-hmm. like plan oriented one, this like she is still very heavily in eco terrorism. These are both very like intelligent women, mm-hmm. right? Um, in terms of like so many things, right? Like Poison Ivy's like always in a lab. And I know that this is like these are elements of Poison Ivy that have been there throughout, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Um, because she knows everything about plants and like you know every iteration. Right. But I feel like this is like a really strong crystallization, and I would love to see this live action poison ivy, right? Where right. she's still she's still hot, but she's like so much more business, mm-hmm. right? And like that's it's like funny because like this season ends with her kind of more in a, like a traditional poison ivy like outfit um the kitten hill yeah the kitten (laughs) you know but it's like but it's like like that's like you know she's like i'm kind of like i'm a kind of a bitch queen and like you know like i'm kind of hard femme and like i'm like usually more that center you Mm -hmm, know mm -hmm. and it's like and it was and like whoever decided to to do that like how how can we make poison ivy be like a natural foil to Harley Quinn without kind of di- dissolving anything that's like important to like her rec- recognizability. Mm. Like it's just so it's just so smart when you like think about it that way. And then for it to be like so believable and so good mm. that like I want to see it. Mm. Like I want to see more of it. Like I think that's so that's such that's such great development. You know, that's such great awareness of character and everything. Yeah. I mean, there will be a fourth season, so I think. So it will be interesting to see how they develop her. I hope there's another Harley Quinn movie. I mean, I know that, like, Margot Robbie basically, like, fought to get Birds of Prey made. But um, at this point, I think, like, kind of Harley Quinn movies and, like, uh, the occasional one-off is probably the only hope that like DC really has for like good movies. Cause I don't know. Did you see black Adam? I did not. I heard people really enjoyed it though. Mm. It's on HBO max right now. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I enjoyed aspects. I maybe didn't enjoy all of, all it. of it, but it's hard. I don't know. It's, it's like Shazam and like black Adam and like metahuman stuff. It's like, how are you? <laughs> How are you really differentiating yourself from Marvel? Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know. I I uh, I hope um, I hope another I hope another Harley Quinn movie gets made because it would be nice to see um, uh, Ivy show up. And um, it would and it would make so like it would make so much sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like I know this is not the only iteration where Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn get together, mm-hmm. but. Um, like, because this is using the template for Marco Robbie's Harley Quinn anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, can you just imagine? Like, I don't know who they would have Poison Ivy be, but like that on a big screen. Like, give it to us. Yeah. Give it to the gays. Yeah, yeah. We will. We will support you. We will give you all of the budget money back. I, I like <laughs> what? And I really and I you know there's things in that movie that I wish they did more of, um, like her like having those kind of visions, her getting the vision when she slapped into the oh, musical. That was great. Oh, yeah. I yeah. wish they had more of those. But also Gosh. like um what a what a failure of a villain like uh fucking Ewan McGregor's guy was. But also at the same oh, time like yeah. so good. Like it's like he's not like a Uber scary like like Joker or or like um, Scarecrow or something like out of the um, Christopher Nolan Batman series. Yeah. But it's yeah, like totally. as a as a baddie, like he does his job, and it's like, you know, it is what it is. And then it, you know, the other like 
plot lines going on in that movie. It's like, wow, we can have like four or five different things going on and it all works because it's a chaotic Harley Quinn movie. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Just Perfect. like, yeah, like Harley Quinn the series. It's like we can have like 20 different things fucking going on. And we can even have a whole side episode where Joker becomes mayor and then they're like, what the fuck? We just got back and he's we've been gone for three days. <laughs> And he's and it's so <laughs> it's so it's so fucking good yeah and then and that like is like smart writing right like to even just have that at the end of the episode mm-hmm. and like them being like we've been out of gotham for how long like mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. so good so smart so mm-hmm. smart so and it's like how is it that dc can like do these wonderful things in like a small little like very like in my opinion, probably underfunded, funded, like sector of DC, like animated stu- animation studios or Warner Brothers studios, like this little corner is just 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 mining out diamonds, and then you watch stuff that happens on the big screen. And you're like, I don't know who's meeting, like whose office you guys keep having these meetings in, but you need to like go have them in the animated studios because you're going to get much richer writing and like good ideas yeah then the things that the things that they do for like the bit budget um movies i also just realized like i don't know when the i don't i don't recall the last time we had an episode where like i've just been raving about how good it is for like (laughs) literally like the whole thing i don't think i've said it i don't think i've said like one criticism about it um which you know there's probably things to criticize i just it's not today yeah on this wednesday not on this (laughs) wednesday and not on this series like actually the whole thing is really fucking good even if it wasn't like as well, I think that was like the one criticism is that it's it's like better now than it was the first two seasons. Yeah, I just you know, yeah, I think it was really like this is like really nice because everything else was kind of like the hooks that I was talking about before, right? Mm-hmm. And this is just like everything is so interpersonal now, mm-hmm. right? And like where they like meet, like they don't need to do because they do a is apocalypse in this one no. Apocalypse is in last season. Yes. Okay. Okay. But you know what I mean? Like, like Apocalypse was like such a big moment, right? And mm-hmm. like, that's not where they are. They're not doing something on that kind of interplanetary like scale, mm-hmm. right? Like they're like doing something that's like, no, we, we have to stay, we have to, we realize we need to stay true to the characters. Mm-hmm. And I just like, I was kind of, I had trepidation going into this episode because I was like, or the season, because I was like, oh, is it going to just be more will it, will they, won't they, even though they're together? Because mm. that's often what is like, it's the formula that's most successful. So even if they're together, it's still like, oh, I don't know about Jimmy because Jimmy is like, whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and all the friends being like, I know Jimmy does not treating you well. And then like Jimmy's like, I don't know about Sarah because Sarah's yeah. whatever, whatever, you know, like, and they just do that for an entire season until they like have some culminating moment where they kiss and then they like, oh, you are the one. Right. But it's mm-hmm. just like a replica of what they were doing the previous season before they got together. Right. Like, and it's, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. Go for it. Go for it. Oh, I just like, and this is, just doesn't do that. Right. Yeah. Like, it's not invested in, in that kind of uh stagnancy that 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 trope stagnancy yeah like like watching it the first time i feel like i was waiting for 
like a two episode arc of them being broken up and then getting back together or some shit like waiting for the thing that waiting for the breaking point but it's like oh there might actually be a breaking point because they have they always like de-escalate themselves like healthily with a conversation <laughs> and like listening yeah and it's yeah. um and some things aren't addressed right but they yeah. like but like the the narrative allows them to take time instead mm-hmm. of like unaddressed things then like imploding in a way that like the relationship then feels fragile and it's just mm-hmm. so good yeah <laughs> I feel like there's gonna. I feel like our listener question is gonna be like, how many times did Brandon just pause and then say, "So good" in this week's episode? <laughs> because I've done that so many times. I mean, it could be. Um. Okay, so before we, okay, I have one thing to say um, before we end. But before we end, do you have anything that you want to say? Uh... Or do you the you that we that we haven't covered? Is there anything you want to make sure we get to? Uh, I just wanted to say briefly, like um, Bruce's trauma actually playing a part in the se- in the season is like kind of amazing. It's just like oh, once again, well written and like things that were like the little domino from like season one and two, like completely snowballed in a rational, well written way this season and it's like oh look things like things actually have consequences mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. that was nice to see uh, this season yeah yeah talking about it very briefly um harley quinn has these moments around like memory and like memory and like maybe glitch not this one i think there's more glitch in season two but like memory things are always fun and like it's always interesting to see how a show decides to execute like going into like someone's memory and Mm -hmm. like you know doing that you know like kind of shenanigans and so you're totally right the memory thing was so good Mm -hmm. such a good seed for like um having a reason for harley to play like a direct um hero Mm -hmm. and like experiencing that like kind of firsthand in like a really visceral way but like it made sense like narratively and then the fact that fucking bruce is the one that holds himself hostage in trauma mm-hmm. so good mm-hmm. and it's um, like you know her um sorry you go like go. uh like like him like his trauma basically being the reason why he ab- he abducted fucking um frank and mm-hmm. like the things that he's he tries to accomplish with like his zombie thing, and then the fact that he he turns himself in at the end because he's like you're right like he he's been listening to like Harley who's been sort of trying to give him some therapy insights, and I feel like it's because of his having kind of seen the worst of himself and like his relationship with Catwoman. It's like Bruce is also like a whole person. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way that, like, actually, I think a lot of conversations around Batman and Bruce always talk about how Batman is the real one and Bruce is not the real one. Whereas, mm-hmm. just like, I think this is like one of the few times where I've seen it and said, no, Bruce is the real one. Bruce is like a fractured person, and part of him is in Batman, but he's the person. Right. I appreciated his whole arc this season and i thought that that was another like oh god this show is so well written moment 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, that's a really good framework for it too. I honestly am. I have like the same kind of feelings I did at the end of season three, but or season two. But they, you know, they haven't failed me yet. You are correct in that, like he turns himself in, and so there's technically a vacuum of power in Gotham, mm-hmm. and so the series kind of ends with Harley Quinn helping out the Bat Crew mm-hmm. in the absence of there being Batman, mm-hmm. and. You know, to talk about it really briefly, I did not expect them to go there with her. Mm. Um, I'm a little worried about them going there with her, to oh, be honest. you're worried about it. Yeah, yeah, but that's more, I think that's more the, like, um, you know, uh, people have very different relationship to change, right? Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, even some of the iterations that we talked about with Catman, Catwoman before, mm-hmm. right? Like, you can just say, like, well, that's, like, her character changing and, like, you just can't embrace this, like, new iteration of it. Mm-hmm. I would argue differently in those instances because I don't think they're very good in general. Because right. um, I think a good a good character change would convince me, as we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. But um, this is, like, one of those things where I I'm resistant because I feel like maybe in shows before where a character who was really villainous or like on the edge of neutrality goes into hero, Mm -hmm. like the narrative becomes like overly saccharine in like a particular kind of way Mm -hmm. or like overly goody to show, goody to shooey. in like a particular kind of way that like there's something about the character that gets lost. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think my trepidation is around like, that feels like the riskiest move to me that the show could do hmm. and so even though it's a natural progression to season three and it is you know like it makes sense i'm not saying it doesn't make sense mm-hmm. i'm just w- worried what what will they do you know hmm. um because right now they're because because uh, and this is the thing right right now the relationship is still Going back to Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy, the relationship is still budding in some ways, right? Mm-hmm. Even though they've been very devoted and very committed. And as Harley Quinn becomes more anti-hero hero mm-hmm. and Har- or, and Poison Ivy becomes more super, super villain, then like, what does this mean for their relationship? And so I think that this is, this is these are all my like anxieties and concerns just because I like them so much together, right? Like they're going um, to, they're going to their extremes. In yeah. different directions, and how are they going to stay together when their like positions are actually getting further apart? Right, mm. and like it's like interesting because like so there's a um there's an anime that was actually out kind of recently that's like a rom com, and the 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 idea was that there's like um like a super sentai group that's like the gelato force or something like that, and then there's like you know some villainous group of um, entities right mm-hmm. um and uh i'm forgetting her name but like one of the like one of the like commander villains you know they, there's like the big there's like the big leader and then mm-hmm. like his like court of commanders um i think it's like princess death they're all called princesses or something mm-hmm. um she falls in love with the red ranger mm-hmm. and the red ranger falls in love with her mm-hmm. and so then like part of the thing is like them pretending like they're fighting each other and like trying to keep their relationship a secret uh-huh. as they kind of like 
continue to persist and like be in love with each other. All very right. cute, very nicely animated. Um, so you know, like I've seen that, and like the resolution was that like she kind of is a superhero, or like she kind of is heroic in moments, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, even though she's like indebted to this villain organization because her family's like invested in it and like all these other kind of trappings, right? Um, Reaper Princess, that's who she is. Um, anyway, so, um, I don't see that going, I don't see that happening with Poison Ivy, right? Mm-hmm. I don't see that kind of resolution where you then like make Poison Ivy a hero, and I don't know if I would like it. Mm. And so, yeah. It's probably like it's not baseless because I'm I'm responding to tr- the tropes and the conditions of you know traditional storytelling, mm-hmm. but it it does make me nervous. F- nervous thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, w- we will see how much they yeah. kind of um, lean into the very like um, I don't want to say banal. Almost probably like ye ye regs ye regs melodrama. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like yeah. How how hard are you gonna get on this course? Like, because you could do some very basic shit and and make them ultra enemies and then break up and then somebody switch sides. Yeah, or like you know, like we know that like part of the hijinks will be that like Harley Quinn is like too chaotic for the Bat group. Right? right. Like, we know that that's probably going to be, like, part of it. I just, like, I unfortunately am pessimistic in this situation, and I feel like I can see the dead end of that narrative, mm-hmm. and I can't see that narrative. I don't know where Harley Quinn is supposed to go mm-hmm. in the context of a narrative that has, like, another season. So, like, weirdly, if I, if there wasn't another season, I'd probably feel less trepidatious because we wouldn't have to see it. Right. But because there's a season, I'm like, okay, well, where does she go from here? To she... uh, Apocalypse? To Terraform <laughs> that? Maybe? Yeah. Like, I don't... You know what I mean? I... Yeah. It could and go. That's, who knows? Who knows? That's the unknown, right? That's mm-hmm. weird, weirdly where I'm at with it. Mm-hmm. There's like so much unknown, and and it's the same kind of unknown that I felt with um, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy getting together. Whereas like I love this, but if you fuck this up, I am gonna be so upset. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I like really like the show, yeah. and I would rather you not. I would rather you not. Do not be the last season that makes me make a podcast episode where I say the show is trash. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't jinx us. You know how I am about endings. Mm. Voltron, mm. I'm looking at you. <laughs> I'm looking at fucking you, Voltron. <laughs> so yeah, so I just don't want to, I don't, I don't like to be in those positions, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hopefully they don't do that to you again. Yeah. I mean, different people, different people. Voltron, we'll see. I don't know who, you know, Voltron is supposed to be the people who did like Avatar, right? Right. But you know, the people say that, but you don't know like how many of the people who worked on Avatar are actually a part of Voltron or like whatever. But we all heard the announcement that they're doing a new Avatar with the earth bending person. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, you know, let's see if they disappoint me again. Mm -hmm. Let's see what they do. There will be a holiday special in February. 
oh, that's so okay. Ooh, oh, wow. That really like solved my uh, anxiety for a second. Um, cute. I mean, maybe it's just the one episode, and then I think there's going to be a season four. So, yeah, no, but that's something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. We'll see what happens with the animation quality. Like, hopefully it goes up a little bit because I think the quality in season three was a little lower than, like, season one, for example. But, you know, that they was the switch yeah. to the, the department. There's not as much blood in season three. So, like, they don't have anything like the epic ice skating sequence in season one, oh, which yeah. was so good. So good. Um, so, yeah. And then the, the one thing that I wanted to say before we wrap up mm-hmm. was um, for all you watching, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Let's uh, see if Francesca keeps this or not. Um, I would say, from me knowing Francesca for many years, that her and Poison Ivy have some similarities. Hmm. Maybe a lot of similarities. Hmm. Maybe they just, maybe Francesca just doesn't wear a kid in hill ever. <laughs> so, you know, if Poison Ivy is your vibe, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh... Um... <laughs> and on that note um if you have any recommendations for us on things to watch or things you want to hear us about um please let us know um since you already know that francesca's poison ivy you can let us know um if i'm harley quinn or poison ivy who knows? um i don't know who else or maybe catwoman you can let me know what character you think i am in the show um francesca's already taken care of um and, <laughs> and you can do this if you email oh oh god uh yeah you can you can tell us who brandon is in fact i think that should be the fan question like who is brandon in the show uh you can do that at bfgpod at gmail.com awesome and then um it feels weird to do an announcement for this, but, like, you should, like, we, like, might be trying to get some kind of um, social media thing going on. Like, maybe an Instagram page. Like, oh I don't God. know. Yeah. We're both really, like, kind of bad at it. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's something that you would like, you should email us so right. we should know. Um, but, like, we might bring that up at some point. Um, we... You know, we are trying to be better about promoting ourselves. Right. Yeah. Whatever. New year, new uh, opportunity to avoid advertising. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <I> guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously makes both of us feel weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, uh, with that all being said, um, I hope y'all have a really good day. Mm-hmm. Um Thanks for listening to us talk about the show and please watch it if you have not seen oh, it. Oh, please. <laughs> Bye-bye. Later.